podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How do you think being on the on the streets at Christmas? Shanna? Yeah. Sorry for the language. That's but fine. It's it's a good time and goodwill and good cheer and people coming together. Mm-hmm. Do you want to wash the um, I want wash the right? Yeah. See one out of ten people are good. Well, yeah. It is goodness right there. I can't even believe you're here, mate. We've got Stuart Nealis. Stuart was featured heavily in my documentary, and if I'm honest, was you were out your bin for a good while, Stuart. Um, Stuart has been homeless for years, drinking drugs, but we fast forward nine months and the results are remarkable. What you've done, <coughs> what you've achieved, mate, f- for such a short period of time, mate. I take my hat off to you, and I've got to shake your horn, mate. It's glad, it's good to see you. And I think for the first time, mate, we'll no need subtitles. <laughs> so how you been, mate? Well, I've been good. No, I mean, it's good to remember you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that we can laugh about it, mate, because it wasn't. It was near laughing. Like I say, it's near laughing matter nine months ago when that you were in the homeless documentary. Because, like I say, you didn't know what day it was. You probably didn't know what time it was. And did you even remember being in the documentary? No, no, I didn't. I didn't even know I was in the documentary till Julie. Julie McAdolf Street Street Connect phoned us up three months after it. You know what I mean? And I was actually in rehab at the time. And I was like, nah, you're at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, if Julie's saying that she's a Christian, she must be telling yeah. the truth. And she's like, do you want to see it? And I'm like, ah, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so. But for the results, let's go, like I say, let's go back to where it all started, Stuart, and how your, where your life began and <clears throat> um, where we are now. Well, I grew up in a place called Cumbernauld, you know what I mean? I, I grew up in a one-parent family, you know what I mean? So I had an older brother, you know what I mean? So it was like pretty much, you know what I mean? Life was, life was hard for day one, you know what I mean? Since I was born, you know what I mean? I only had 24 hours to live, you know what I mean? So I grew up and my mum saying, you were a mistake, you know what I mean? You should have just died at birth and that. And that really hurt me and it affected us in ways that I didn't know, you know what I mean? Till later on in life, you know what I mean? So I was always like, I was always trying to fight for my mum's attention, you know what I mean, and my brothers, you know what I mean, and when she was getting me any trouble, man, I thought that was her way of showing me love and all that, so I grew up, you know what I mean, I was quite an angry kid, and like social workers would come in and out my life, you know what I mean, they would stick labels on us and say, he's this, he's hyperactive, he's got learning difficulties, he's got this, no, I was just an angry mixed up kid, you know what I mean, fucking trying to get a way out, you know what I mean, so a social worker eventually says to us, I mean, why think you try a sport, so I tried that Olympic wrestling. I was already at it, you know what I mean? Then I got injured, you know what I mean? And when I got injured, man, I was hanging about with all the rank out, just taking drugs, man, and something that I used to do the volume. I mean, Tremaz up on about it at the time, you know what I mean? And it was like, I loved it, you know what I mean? Everyone was going away to raves, man. I was just taking jellies and flipping, doing my stuff and making up in police stations. Uh-huh. But that's what, do you think all the, the, the drugs then was escapism? I don't know, I think it was a way of like, self-medicating, you know what I mean, for the past ups and all that, and else, you know what I mean, for things that people would say in my life, you know what I mean, when I was younger, you know what I mean, no, and it's like, 
Aber es ist Tranias geht mal in Philippinen, I mean, you think that then that's what you eventually get. Is that where? When did you start sleeping on the streets? What age? Well, what happened was, no, I mean, it's like things started to progress with one thing to another, no, 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 Alcohol played a big part, no, I mean, so I happened to fall in a relationship with a girl, no, I mean, and I'm like, this could be the answer, no, I mean, to everything. But little did I know, man, later on, it would be my downfall, no, I mean, and she's flipping murder, no, I mean, and I had two kids there who got took in of care because I had addiction issues, no, and I'm everybody else, really. Well, we were each other for 21 years, but it was a two-way a, a two violent, no, I mean, relationship, man, no, I mean, it wasn't very good, no, I mean, and so, Who's come to the shelf, no, I mean, she would get us out, man, and I would have nowhere to go. None of my pals just put us up, my mom, my family, no, and I mean, they take us, no, I mean, because of addiction, no, I mean. And the only place I had, man, was to come, no, I mean, in Glasgow. And sometimes it was the only place where I felt that I really accepted, no, that makes any sense. Of course, and obviously I only slept in the street for seven years, eh, seven days. There you go, try to burn myself up there, but I, only, I was only there for seven days, but I know for that seven days how disconnected I was, how lonely I was, and how you feel as if nobody cares so it's easy to when you're getting offered drugs whatever every 20 minutes it's easy to take them because I know people it's got a great life and it's got plenty of money that are full of drugs as well so it's easy to, to slip into their bad habits so when you were on the streets do you think it was easier to take drugs to hide for the pain and hide that you thought your life could go nowhere? Aye, well, I do, I do think it's easier, not I mean, to escape from everything, not I mean, just taking drugs and alcohol, and if you can get yourself into a state where it is on your documentary, not to remember anything, just to blank out for everything, not I mean, for everyone, for society, not I mean, when you're out in the streets, eventually, not I mean, drugs, drugs and alcohol and all that, only thing that you think about, you don't, you don't even think about anything else, man, it's the first thing you think about when you wake up, and the last thing you think about when, before you go to sleep. A lot of the stuff that I've been posting about homelessness is people getting abused, whether it's mentally, physically. Um, there was some wee guy in a tent last week who got his tent set on fire and nearly killed the poor boy. For me, that's about the biggest killers in the world. What kind of abuse did you receive? I've been assaulted, you know what I mean? I've been kicked in the face, you know what I mean? I get kicked in the face, you know what I mean? I've got a metal plate in my eye because you know what I mean? It's just people trying to take advantage of somebody who's down in the luck, you know what I mean? And they look down upon people, you know what I mean? Instead of like, trying to give them a hand up, you know what I mean? And I've been spat at, you know what I mean? And I've had things flung at us, you know what I mean? It's sickening to, to think that we all do bad shit in life and we all make mistakes, but to pick on somebody because they've not got a house is a different kind of wrong. Like when people were in my documentary, one of the girls was raped twice in a day, people were stabbed, peed on, shot on, set on fire. That's, like I say, that's, <clears throat> to even think about doing that another human being is, is sickening. And these people should be punished severely, I think. When you were, like I say, when, you, when you, I'd seen you, I think it was Christmas Eve, you were, you were, you were at your nut. What kind of stuff were you taking that day? Uh, volume, lots, uh, lots of alcohol, heroin. Mm-hmm. A mixture of cocktail or stuff. Can you remember me? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you needed to put subtitles in. <laughs> it's, uh, but what do you think I speak? Oh, I'm trying to pickpocket my pal because he's got volume. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, when did you, so when the help eventually came, 
Because we'd spoke, then I think I tried to speak to you when you eventually sobered up. I think the Valley were just wearing half <laughs> a couple of days later. And you became clear, I think you understood that you, you did want to change and you wanted a better life for yourself. Because everybody, I believe, has got greatness in them. Everybody can change. And you're living proof of that. You're a fine example that no matter what you go through, no matter what age you are, people can change. You, they can. And Stuart's is proof that you can. So when you eventually go to help in January, talk, talk so people understand how you end up starting dating it. Well, no, I mean, uh, I had been to a Christian Birmingham before, no, no, I knew, I knew Ricky and Julie for Street Connect, no, I mean, and also had friends, no, I mean, for Salt and Light Ministry. And these two, these two, uh, these two charities that have helped us, no, I mean, I've been, they've always been there for us, no, I mean, they've always, they've always stuck by us, no matter what, man, through the Aurea addiction and all the crazy stuff, man, they're always there, helping me to, to see what you were saying, no, I mean, but there's a better life for us, no, real, so. I had been in rehab before, and I knew it was the way to go. Take myself out of Glasgow, and I've heard you saying it. You know what I mean? Changing my mind, the way I think about myself, and all that. So I went, I went away, man, and I, I really looked at myself, man. You know what I mean? And I changed the way I thought about myself. You know what I mean? And, and you know I mean, bringing the Bible into it because it's my favourite book, you know. You know what I mean? And it says, I mean, be transformed by you and your mind. Mm -hmm. And I have been transformed by the way I think, the way I see other people. You know what I mean? And it's not a Sometimes I think you need to be a true brokenness, you know what I mean, before you can put it back together, right? you know what I mean, so it's hard, you know what I mean. This is all part of your journey, though, and everybody's been broken, whether they want to believe it or not. We've all been through hurt and pain, we've all been through struggle, but there must be a come a breaking point where you go, fuck me, enough's enough, yeah. I'm going to change, I'm going to better my life, and, and take the steps to eventually do it, and like I say, you're nine months clean now, sober. How are you feeling? Well, good, good. No, it's good not to just to sit here and have a conversation. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> but people can understand if I put in subtitles. I love it, mate. And that's the good thing about it, mate. We can laugh about it. Just because people maybe hang on to their past and, and they're scared, they're, they're hurted, that hurted, sorry, it's hurt's not, hurt's not a word. Hurt. <laughs> but, uh, you don't need to live in the past. You don't need to live there. You, it's done. It's about taking the steps for the now and then moving forward. What's your plans for the future? Well, I have a heart for Glasgow, I have a heart for the homeless people, you know, and whatever else to make a difference, you know what I mean? So I'm doing a Christian run leadership course, you know what I mean? And we go out into the streets, you know what I mean? And leads in that, you know what I mean? Twice a week, man, to help the homeless, you know what I mean? Just to, it's all right saying, you know what I mean? I've been homeless, so I should understand them. But it's how, how I approach them, you know what I mean? I don't want to be saying the wrong thing to them and giving them false hope, you know what I mean? Because you've got to lead by example. You've got to practice what you preach as well. And I always say actions speak louder than words. A lot of people can read through books and, and think they understand it. But if you've lived it, you know how yeah. low you can feel. You know how lonely it is. And like I say, it's like a small community being homeless. You, you kind of know everybody. I knew everybody after yeah, seven yeah, days. Yeah. I, I knew everybody. People used to speak to us. And you end up building a report. It's like a, a world within a world. It's mental. Obviously, Ricky and Julie became yeah. good pals with me through Street Connect and they do massive things and other charities I'm going to mention through City Mission because I know you went to yeah, see them yeah. yesterday and uh, Daniel who runs Second Chance Scotland they've got Mel that help the homeless these charities are in the tune every day saving lives if these people weren't there they'd be dead bodies everywhere and I, I say that nearly every time I speak about them because they're the real heroes they don't get the recognition that they deserve because the things they do for people is unbelievable and you're living proof of that if you never had these people giving you clothes giving you shelter or giving you food you would be dead yeah. it's as simple as that what, what do you think needs to change though 
for homelessness to help drop the numbers down because the numbers are rising? Uh, well, I noticed that the other day when I was walking, walking to the city, you know what I'm saying, our only city mission, you know what I mean? I must have counted, you know what I mean, 15 people along that street, you know what I mean? And it's not that. It's a council and people's people's mindset towards homelessness need to change a little bit, doesn't it? You know what I mean? They need to change the way they see people and all that and everything else, man. They need to be pulling together, you know what I mean, as one, you know what I mean? No just much. No just like, you know what I mean? We want all the glory for helping them and all that and everything else and they want to do it their way. You know what I mean? Even if they could all get together, man, and sit down and see what's best, you know what I mean? Get the homeless people involved. They don't really ask them what they want, you know what I mean? They say this is what's best for you, you know what I mean? And they think, I think most of the answer is just giving them a house. It's no. not giving them a house, you know what I mean? It's getting getting that mindset changed in them, you know what I mean? And anyway, telling them there is a better future for them. Mm. Dealing with their drug issues, you know what I mean? Dealing with their mental health, you know what I mean? Dealing, dealing, with, dealing with simple things like how to budget and how to, how to do things properly. No, I mean. right, it's not just a case of rehoming people, I believe that as well. It's, it stands for, there's people out there with two jobs that can't keep a house. There's people out there struggling themselves that are pulling in a wage. It's not, it's, whether it's physical abuse, mental abuse, whatever kind it is, you've got to, if you rehome somebody that's got addiction problems, they're not going to keep it. And then if you're out in your ass again, you feel worthless again, that you can't cope with it. And so you've got to really work with the mindset and get them believing in themselves, working on the self-esteem, working on the confidence, like yourself, to to become a stronger person and then when problems come your way you can handle them it's not just a case of right I'm going to go and sleep in the streets because I'm away from it all you handle that because we've got problems every day every day of our lives we're going to have problems but if you're sober and clean for me when I'm not drinking or taking drugs any catastrophes that happen in my life I'm going to lose people family members I can deal with that better in the past if somebody died that was my excuse to go and get full of Charlie for a year do you know what I mean? And then every time it was our birthday or their anniversary, it was an excuse to go out for two or three days. I felt as if I had an excuse. Oh, I'm feeling sad. I created excuses. I always had excuses why I was partying, why I was gambling. Oh, it's my dad's anniversary. Oh, it's my pal's anniversary. He get murdered. He died. This and that. Always had an excuse to take drugs. Always had an excuse to party. But now, when you become clean and become sober, when these things happen, which normally which are going to happen, it's life, you handle them better. You handle these situations better. You go, do you know what? Fuck it. I deal with it. And then you move on. Because it's easy to slip in. It, it bad habits. And when you're in these bad habits, it's very difficult to get out. It's no easy. You know that yourself. Many times you've probably wanted to change your life and you've slipped back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, I mean, hang me. Somebody explained it as this, man. No, I mean, society will give you a plaster when not a plaster for a bullet win, you know what I mean, eventually, you know what I mean, like, you, like you're saying, you know what I mean, it'll eventually seep out because, you know what I mean, hey me, because they don't deal with the real issue, you know what I mean, like, they fling method on it, and they fling, like, a prescription at it, you know what I mean, is that really dealing with, you know what I mean, the things behind, behind the addiction, you know what I mean, all that hurt and all that pain, you know what I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean, did they really do a good job at that, you know what I mean, because I used to go and see a drug counsellor, and I was literally in for two seconds and then out again, you know what I mean, even to talk about so why do you take drugs? Know what I mean, hang me. But like, you take drugs, know what I mean, like you're talking about. Hang me, I use excuses, know what I mean, just to take drugs. Or because I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, know what I mean, this one. It's like, see you enough today, fall into that, then before you know it, know what I mean, you end up getting a habit again. Aye, and then that's where, getting on the street, and it's scary to think that homeless people accept that abuse as well. They think it's normal to get bullied, to get kicked, to get punched, to get... And they, I've spoke to them and they just accept it. They don't tell anybody because they think they'll listen and they think because they've no, no getting address. How can they report it? No exactly. Mm -hmm. Because most of the stuff that are down in the street, man, is illegal. And the police, you know what I mean? The police as well, you know what I mean? I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as say, but they're a bit 
they don't bully people, but they're hard work they move you on when you're trying to make money or you're trying to find somewhere to sleep. Or, try to survive. Or, when, or when you leave your sleeping bag somewhere, a council member comes along and moves your sleeping bag and puts it in a bin, then you need to start all over again. Because I know some places put spikes in doorways so nobody can lie down. This is the society we're in. It's, it's scary to think that. Even park benches now, they're, they're putting wee things in the middle of them where nobody can rest or nobody can put sleep. Put 20 pence in, not, I mean, it takes the spikes down here, would they sit there for them? Aye, so, <laughs> and there's places now that you're getting fined for sleeping in the streets. You're getting fined £100 for sleeping in the streets, they're taking your stuff off you, and then, how's that possible? You can't pay £100, and obviously then you've got a walk now, but some people actually prefer the jail. Some homeless people actually prefer the jail, you're getting three meals a day, so they're committing crimes. I know it's a stupid way to think, but when you're when you're wanting to just keep out the cold and you're wanting fed, then it's easy it to happens, go to the It happens every year at this time. See, this time of the year, no, I mean, probably, the, num the number of people will, will get the jail for silly crimes, no, I mean, to go over the Christmas period, no, I mean, and hang me. It's like, I've, I know people, no, I mean, who have committed breach of the pieces, no, I mean, so they'll get four or five, Four or five months for a breach of the peace, six months, man, that'll get them there Christmas. I know. Then they'll come back out in January and start all over again. How many people have you lost, pals, that you've been on the streets with? I've, I've, uh, well, pals, no, I mean, I've lost a few, no, I mean, I've lost a few, no, I mean, I've lost a guy called Doc and that, no, I mean, who used to sleep down at Central Station, no, I mean. But that, that guy didn't want to help himself, he just accepted that he was on the street. Know what I mean, no, and I know people, I know some older people know that, but else have been out in the streets for years, man, know what I mean? Like Peter, that you were talking to under the bridge and whatever else, man. He's just accepted it, know what I mean? And the council are trying to help him and help him in numerous amount of times and they keep putting him into places and he keeps walking away from it, know what I mean? Because he can't break that cycle of living in the streets, know what I mean, where he feels safer, he feels accepted and all that. I've had to see, know what I mean? Mm. I mean, when I was in your documentary at Christmas, know what I mean? I had a hood, but I couldn't go back because of addiction issues and sort of thing, me alcoholism and all that, and own drug money. Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I couldn't break that cycle, you know what I mean? Hang me in plus, I felt me accepted in the streets. Mm -hmm. know what I mean? With my people, people who understood me. Mm -hmm. know what I mean? My brother, I love my brother, you know what I mean? He doesn't understand the issues mm -hmm. behind addiction and all that. How do they treat it? How do they look at that problem? Do they just think you're in, you're in control, but it's hard to break the cycle, as you say it. When, when I was doing my gambling, people couldn't understand it. You're throwing away money, but they don't realise it's the mindset, it's the dopamine you receive. It's yeah. like if you're feeling low, if you're taking smart or coke, yeah. you're releasing that dopamine when you're feeling good about yourself. So it's, people don't realise it stems from all the rooted problems, whether it's the abuse mentally, physically. People need to hide from that. We've got so many rooted problems, and some people who've never been through that journey don't understand it. So instead, of, you've got to help yourself as well, Stuart. You know that we can't push help upon anybody. But when your family members, did they, did they used to look down at you? How did they feel? They must have felt sad as well to see you on the streets. Well, they, they knew I've been on the streets, no, not my real man. They knew I had addiction issues, no, not my real man. But they were really dealing with me, saying, just don't turn up. You, you know you're more welcome to come to my house, but just don't come when you've had a drink in you or you're under the influence of drugs, no, not. No, I mean, that's their way of dealing with it. I mean, you can come when you're sober. No, I mean, we'll help you out the best we can, no, no, we'll give you somewhere to stay. Mm -hmm. But addiction, no, I mean, one of the hardest things to break. Especially if you've not got one minute, did you have many? Was it every well, I was addicted to Valium, heroin and, and drink. Many Valium a day? Well, I was taking probably between 30 and 40 Valium, but that time in Christmas, man, you know what Christmas is like, man, you just want to escape because you know the next day is Christmas. No, I mean, and it, 
I hate me, man. Went and bought, man. I was invited to my brawls for Christmas Day dinner. I ended up in a soup kitchen. You know what I mean? Went and bought it, man. I went up. Have you ever contemplated suicide? I used to self-harm, you know what I mean? Because of addiction and all that. And I tried to take suicides, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? That's all down part of it, innit? You know what I mean? All comes along with addiction and flipping. You know what I mean? Living in the streets, you know what I mean? And being hot, you know what I mean? And hang me. I used to go with a psychiatrist, you know what I mean? I went to a psychiatrist once, and she says, you've got a personality. I said, I didn't even know I had a personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, you're quite intelligent. And I'm like, is that something else I can get the LA for? <laughs> she, she ended up sessioning me for some materials. <laughs> As a result. Fuck's <laughs> sake. But that's what I'm saying. That's why the, one of the reasons we did the documentary at Christmas, because it is a time of family and love and joy. When you're when you're waking up on Christmas Eve, it's easy to to just want to go and get mad with arrange your life because you feel nobody cares. If, especially sitting in that tune when you're seeing families walking by, everybody holding horns, enjoying themselves, going to buy presents. That is the worst. That was the worst feeling for me. Was was seeing that as well. As much as the stories broke my heart, when you're seeing other people happy and living life, but yet they walk by so many people that are homeless and scared and crying. Everybody. Like I say, I built up a rapport with all you. I built up the trust where you would open them up. Obviously, know yourself because you were, you were eyes <laughs> ah, are shite, But <laughs> the ones, when you were sober that day, when you were in that tent, mate, I, I didn't even know that was you because it was night and day. Yeah. Sure, it was in a, a blow up tent. I was like a spray tan tent. I was like a blow up tent. And, uh, like a tent. and uh, <laughs> that was probably when you were at your soberest. That was, I think, that was Boxing Day. Yeah, you must. That's when it must have been coming out your system. But when you you break it all down. It is. It's not. Sometimes, no. I mean, when you're sitting on the streets and all that, it's not just no. I mean, hang me, sitting begging to get money, man. But you want, no. I mean, you just want somebody to sit down with yourself, or some somebody like Fleet Street Connect, a Glasgow City Mission, or Salt and Light, man. Sit down and talk to you, acknowledge you, but you're a human. No, I mean, there's a better thing. You, you can do this. Mm-hmm. There's something better. No, I mean, you're more worth than this. Because mm-hmm. the new was filming in the Salvation Army. And Scott, a boy Scott who runs it was telling us about the guy who started that in 1860 or 1860, the guy who started the Salvation Army um, was, was that a rebel? Kind of. He kind of went into pubs and took everybody to the pubs and yeah, yeah. wanted to get them off drugs and kind, this is what it all started for and now it's in 130 countries. This was in the 1860s when everything was full of drinking again. That's what we were talking about. Nothing's really changed. It's went back to Victorian times because Homelessness is on the rise. More people are taking drink. More people are taking drugs. More people are suicidal. Nothing's changed. And this is a guy who tried to change it in the 1860s. But to think about that and try and make the changes then, that guy must have been so ahead of his time to create all that awareness. And he was taking people out pubs, but then when they were having, he used to put them in a tent. People are homeless and that, hookers, prostitutes, put them in a tent. But then people for the pubs were setting fire to the tent trying to kill them. Again, nothing's changed. People are still trying to do that with homeless people. This is a guy who's just trying to make change. What's this guy's name? William Booth. William Booth. For any, I just heard the story today. For anybody, look it up. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, but I've just done a study in his book, you know what I mean? Soap, Soap and Salvation, you know what I mean? Mm. He was a radical guy who had a vision, you know what I mean? To go out and help people, man. To equip them, man. Give them better tools to have a better life, you know what I mean? To educate them, take them out, man. Give them the tools, man. To, to live a successful life instead of like, staying in pubs drinking and all that and everything else, you know I mean? And it's not that. I, I have the tools, you know what I mean, at my, at my disposal for a better life. I'm doing this leadership academy, man. Doors are opening up and all that and everything else. I came here today, man, and we've got a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke to the woman, uh, me, Stuart, Gordon, 
they've got a Cambodia next year and they want us to talk Gordon to document it and they want obviously me and Stuart to tell our story. Stuart lying in the street nine months ago to go to Cambodia and speak to kids and build schools and this shows you the opportunities that everything we even meeting you at Christmas. Um, coming up with the idea of Gordon putting that together effect. and now we're sitting here and it's having that ripple effect to create awareness sometimes we don't realise actually what we are doing until you sit back and go wait a minute this is unbelievable before you know it mate you're in the, who the fuck would have been in a documentary again but this time it's like something you said to me when I spoke to you on the phone you know what I mean actually you can be a light in this and see if I can change one person's mind you know what I mean about how they look at homelessness and all that well man that's enough for me, ain't it? You know what I mean? Ain't it? To get somebody off the street, you know what I mean? Is, you know what I mean? But you're doing that, and I think Glasgow's becoming a shift for the change. We're creating massive changes. The documentary's been massive. It's created massive awareness, but it doesn't stop there for us. We've got to create... I was in a town last night, getting out bags and um, wee survival kits, but it, it's, it's not enough for me. I want to create mass changes. I want to create major, major changes and, and be at the forefront to create these changes, and I believe it's happening. It takes time. Like I say, this 12-week system that I'm still trying to come up with, there's so much red tape running it. I met a guy with the council last week, there's so much blockers and so much shit running it because health and safety, um, funding, nobody's want to back it. They say there's already stuff getting done, but it's not because the numbers are rising. The people who are doing the major jobs for me is the ones who, your street connects and the people who are in, doing the groundwork, guy, they're doing the groundwork day in, day, day in, day out. Do you know what I mean? It's, there can be, there's too many chiefs not enough Indians, do you know what I mean? There's too many people trying to call shots, there's too many people, everybody's all over the place. I think everybody needs to get together to come up with a better solution. Canada are even by the forefront, I think it's, is it Norway or Finland who have drove numbers down? I don't think there is much homeless people in, I think it's fin Norway or Iceland and uh, because of this new system that they have. They've tried, tried everything, the way they've tried it, you know what I mean? Like I said earlier, know what I mean? Hang me, they all get together, know what I mean? Hang me, put your head together, know what I mean? Come up with a new idea, mm -hmm. like you're saying, know what I mean? Trying to get this 12-week 12, this 12 programme where you take people away, you change your mindset, you give them a better belief, you put, you put hope into them, mm -hmm. know what I mean? Tell them there's a better future, deal with addiction, deal with addiction issues and all that, and then bring them back, mm -hmm. then, then support them through housing. Mm -hmm. I know there's support for the housing, but it's hard it's hard to explain, you know what I mean? Sometimes you feel lonely, even though you're in a house, you know what I mean? You, could, you know what I mean? But also you feel lonely when you're in the streets and you have all the people about you. You'd rather have a one have a one before you're here. It's like, you know what I mean? Because like you know where you you know you know like there's certain groups within the street, you know what I mean? Also people will take drugs and whatever else and there's these ones and whatever else. Like, I shouldn't be going there and I shouldn't be going here. I mean, sometimes you don't even feel safe mixing with the people mm -hmm. who are homeless. Because it's survival mode, isn't it? You're trying to survive, you're trying to get as much money as you can to survive, whether it's to get your fix or whatever. It's still a human being. It's still somebody that's, that's disconnected. And I, I, I say it all the time, but it is somebody's mad, even our best pal that's on that street. And we can't forget that. Just two minutes of your time, you don't need to give money, and you can't speak to everybody. If you were to speak to everybody, you'd never get him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. Even, speak to, even speak to one person, build up a rapport, learn. Well, the charities are learn where you can point them in the right direction because a lot of people begging in the streets, you know yourself, Stuart, that are the homeless. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? For the ones that have accepted the abuse and are staying in the streets, that's where we've got to start first and do the groundwork to crime to better their life. But it's no easy, it's not going to be easy. We might not see the massive changes in our lifetime, but if we can put plant the seeds and get and generate enough help, then it can pass down for generation to generation to create the help. See when you're at, see when you came off with drugs, 
How hard was that? And when did you come after them, January? Uh, January, start of January. Well, I moved down with Annie and Martin, what I mean, who yeah. run the Salt and Light Ministry. No and what's the Salt and Light Ministry? Well, Annie, Annie started a charity many years ago, not what I mean, to help the, the prostitutes and the homeless in Glasgow, you know what I mean? She used to, like, she used to take a bus round, like, the hostels in Glasgow, mm -hmm. like, round Hope House, round, like, the Belgrove, you know what I mean? Whatever else can give out sandwiches and all that. She's got a land people just, you know what I mean? Building up a rapport with them, like you say, you know what I mean? Just fucking helping them, supporting them and all that, and whatever else. And she's done it for a numerous amount of years, you know what I mean? And she ended up getting an MBA for it, you know what I mean? So, anyway, uh, she took us in for 12 days, you know what I mean? It was hard, you know what I mean? I had to men or less cold turkey. But at the end of the day, I was willing to put that in, you know what I mean? Because I knew there was something better at the end of it. Was that the first time you went cold turkey with foot method? Oh, I'd been cold turkey before, you know what I mean? But it's hard to explain, man. That relapse there, you know what I mean? was darker than any. See, if you put all my years of addiction and homelessness together, you know what I mean? You put that into that one episode, you know what I mean? Run about flipping. Around about that time last year, you know what I mean? It was the darkest place I was in. I didn't even know how I was going to get it. No, I still don't. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? I look back and I, how did I manage to get in that? Hats after you for changing. Why was that the darkest place for you at that time? I don't know, man. I think it was because of the amount, the amount and how quick, man. You know what I mean? How you can relapse, you know what I mean? After being clean for so long, you know what I mean? And how, how much and how hard and how much, the amount of drugs that I took, you know that, man? You know what I mean? It's like, maybe 40, 50 of volume a day, you know what I mean? Drinking litres of butterflies, cider, cans of super wagon, you know what I mean? Smoking bags upon bags, you know what I mean? A heroin, you know what I mean? And then out there, 20 pence toilets. <laughs> I know. Is it, do you count your blessings, though, that you've come through it, Stuart? Aye, aye. I know I've got a better future, I'm not a real man, but I'm 41 now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can change, you know what I mean? I have changed. You have changed? Mean, hey, yeah, I have changed, you know what I mean? And hey, mate, I know I can come back and make a difference in other people's lives, you know what I mean? And the time, the time that I've got this down, the time I've got until I come back to Glasgow and whatever else I'm going to use wisely, you know what I mean? So I can help people, you know what I mean? And you're doing it, you're on the right path. See when you're going through it on as well, obviously, you've been a kid, you've got two. Two, two got me taken into care. They were taken into care. They were adopted and that, so I don't have really much contact with them mm. and that. But that would have played a big effect on your mindset as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. But like I say, the, the things you're doing now, every can, people can change and people can eventually go, do you know what? You had your problems, your mindset was fucked. Let's face it, so was everybody's has been. But you're 41, it's never too late for anybody to change. You've come through it. You've come through the abuse physically, mentally, whatever it is, drink addiction, drug addiction, sleeping in the streets, losing hussies, losing pals. And like I say, you're living proof that you can change. You're living proof that you can take the reins and, and take control of your life. And again, through what I've seen yet in December to we're in October is, is remarkable, mate. And I think it's, I take my heart after you because like, when I seen you, mate, I, I'm going to be honest, I thought you were a goner. I thought you were fucked. Yeah. I thought you were, there's no long, there's, he'll no last long. And there's already been three people that's passed away in my documentary. And you proved us wrong, which I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad, mate. We can sit here and laugh and joke. We speak on the phone and uh, we laugh, we joke. And it's just because you've had problems, it doesn't mean you forget to fucking laugh. Laughter's the best medicine. Do you know what I mean? We can laugh, we can joke. And it makes you feel part of life again, doesn't it? Instead of sitting there in the dumps with the horn in the heads and thinking, God, I fucked up. When I was homeless, man, I used to be able to tell my pals, man, fucking better trainers, man. I used to, never, never used to look up, never looked anybody in the eye, you know, and tell my pals, better trainers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
good just to sit here normal man know what I mean have a conversation but he doesn't need to put subtitles to <laughs> <laughs> that's mad mate I know instead of, instead of a uh-huh. see when you see when you sent me a clip of that documentary mm-hmm. know what I mean it looked like I don't even know what I looked like man I showed somebody and I'm like you know something I'm dead I'm dead in that mm-hmm. know what I mean and I don't think I don't think I could ever go back to that know what I mean if I ever ever go back to it, man, I might as well be on the phone to the, you know what I mean, the co-op saying, here, look, put me up off on that place. Me. But like I say, as scary as it sounds, you've still, you've done it and your whole life's in front of you. The world's yours still. Cambodia. Uh, Cambodia, <laughs> mate. Thought, mate, we've got to go do a documentary in Cambodia. <laughs> After seeing you in the street, you're, you're not for, for your, the full seven days, mate, every time I've seen you. But that, that just shows you the escapism and, how deep you want to go in life and well, to hide for the pain? No, I mean, this year as well, no, I mean, I'm coming back straight connect, no, I mean, I think I know Angela doing a sleep out, no, I mean, for the 19th to the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come back and do that, man, no, I mean, yeah. help out with the homeless over Christmas yeah. and that, the holidays, no, I mean. Because you went to see City Mission yesterday as well and uh, went in to see them. Yeah. What were they saying? I oh, they're just happy for a bit of change and transform my life and everything else. I just caught up with uh, one of the support workers there and just had a talk with him and talked to Linda and just not, I mean, just to encourage him as well, man. I mean, it helps him to see, not, I mean, here, look, man, there's somebody we've helped, not, I mean, all in the years and all that, and everything else, man. It's a bit weird getting in there, not, I mean, it's a bit weird getting in there and helping out, not, I mean, when you're helping instead of sitting at the other table, not, I mean, waiting for your dinner. Waiting for your dinner, not, I mean. But these people, again, they're saving lives. The Christmas dinners, I had two Christmas dinners. I put weight on doing the documentary. <laughs> I put weight on. Um, just because you've only playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing tennis yesterday. Stuart phones and says, What the fuck you doing? You answer your phone. I says, I was away playing tennis. <laughs> I'm not a snob actually. It was just, uh, it was just, we and played tennis with my two pals. It's just, Stuart, the boy, it's just for, like I say, everything you've came through, you're living proof that people can change their life, mate. And to be sitting here clean and sober nine months later, to be helping people. And homelessness, to be just speaking to the woman there who's what it takes to Cambodia to do a documentary, it's unbelievable. And for anybody that's in the struggle, I've been in the struggle, but I was, I was always a gift of the gab. I was never that low. I always had, I could get a piece of anybody's though. I was a, I was a fucking wide though, do you know what I mean? So if I was lost in money, I always had a bird to go to or whatever I could float about and f- fuck people's heads up to get, stay with them. I was never that low to hit the tune. You did. And like I say, when you say that was your lowest point there at Christmas and you thought you would never get out, you came with it. Nine months later, mate, you're helping homeless people. You're, you're serving homeless people food now. You're changing your life and and you're learning, you're growing. You've Whatever you're learning, it's working for you. And I take my hat off to you. And again, thanks to the Salvation Army for letting us use their, their premises today. And this is only the start for us, mate. And I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm genuinely proud of you. It's, uh, it's brilliant, man. And you should be proud of yourself. And this is only the start for for us to kick on, mate, and, and really make a difference in people's lives. So, Shorty boy, it's good to see you clean and sober. And I've nothing but respect for you, mate. And yeah, well, all the best for the future, mate. One pub. Oi. Got See you later. Thanks, Shorty boy.
Social Podcast Network.